Hello and welcome to the Sky U Podcast by The Daily Gopher. I'm Chris, go away you fur. With me this week is Andy, GopherGuy05. Hello. Steve, Zips of Akron. Still not in a good place. And U Street. Hey, y'all. So, Rutgers. We lost to Rutgers again, and that should make us all very upset. Who wants to be the angry one first? Well, I watched that game, and when I saw that the Rutgers Scarlet Knights were one-and-a-half-point favorites on the road, at this point in the season, you kind of knew the writing was on the wall. Um, just kind of a bummer, you know, you come into the season – Thinking back into October, did you really think you'd be at a point in late February where you're in a do-or-die situation against a team like Rutgers where you're really wondering deep down if you can even pull it off? And then you also wonder, why are we even in this position where we need a must-win game against Rutgers to even have a chance of making the NCAA tournament in a year where, you know, you're hoping to be one of the top three teams in the Big Ten, and now you're just hoping that you can win two of three down the, down the stretch? and salvage even a tournament appearance. And it didn't go well. That didn't have enough anger. Andy, I'm turning to you for some anger. Eh, I mean, you're, you're talking to the wrong person here. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're, you're talking to the wrong person here. This, this person's already sort of checked into, you know, apathy and, and whatever, because we've seen it before. They do this quite frequently. You know, I, I have no doubt that, in in my opinion, this is exactly what will happen. They'll somehow back their way in to the NCAA tournament. In the first game, they'll surprise, put everything together, look great, whether that's a play-in game or whether that's an, an actual round of 64 game. And the next game, they'll just absolutely get train stomped. And then there'll be a discussion as... You know, I'm sure you guys have gotten into in the previous weeks and you can get into later this week about Mark Coyle's going to have to make a decision. And, of course, it's going to come down to the most drama-filled way possible because that's what Minnesota sports are. So, you know, I didn't I didn't see much of the game on Sunday. Um, you know, I watched a little bit, but you know, it's, it's, it's the typical Gophers. They, they play down to their opponents. You know, I wouldn't be shocked if, if they get Purdue and beat Purdue at home because that's what they do. So, um, you know, like I said, you're not going to get the anger from me. Um, you're just going to sort of get a head nod and go, yep, here we go again. Street, I have a nuclear explosion sound that I really want to use. Please tell me you can bring something spicier than, well, that's how it goes. I'm super glad that Jim Delaney decided to find a budget Wisconsin out in Piscataway, but like minus any of the talent. That's who the Gophers lost to. Uh, fine, I'll use that. That's we'll stick it somewhere, somewhere around there. the The worst, the the fundamental worst bit about that basketball game is that Minnesota lost to a bad basketball team, and anyone, and this includes Rutgers fans, who are going to try and defend as if Rutgers is somehow a good basketball team, uh, are presumably dealing with Stockholm syndrome from having to watch Rutgers before truly miserable team minnesota minnesota shouldn't be in the ncaa tournament there is the fact that there is even a world at this moment where minnesota is still in in a given bracket is ludicrous 
Murray State is, without even thinking, a more, Belmont, those teams are deserving NCAA basketball teams. Minnesota is not. You cannot lose in a must-win situation on the road to a horrible basketball team. I think the more concerning part is just like the... I'm going I'm to try to muster up some anger here for you, Chris. But Sweet. <laughs> I've just... It's been a... It's, it's just been so stupid watching this team down the stretch and they're some of the top players just going MIA. And I do not mean Jordan Murphy. I mean, maybe Jordan Murphy if we got against Rutgers this most recent game. But I'm really looking at Amir Coffey and Dupree McBrayer who have just not brought anything. Um, and especially Coffey, who we know is good enough to score 32 points a game, to score 29 points a game, to look like a guy who's ready for the NBA, to look like a guy who is ready to score 20, 25 points a night and look and make it look easy. We've seen that from him, and we have not seen that from him since, I don't know, late January, early February. It's been at least six games, maybe minus the Indiana game, where we've seen him do anything. He's been shooting awfully. He's been non-existent from beyond the arc, and he's just not like the, he's not living up to his billing as the most talented player on the team. Um, couple that with McBrayer, who's hasn't scored in double digits since I don't even know how long. I think it was like early January for a senior leader. Who's supposed to be your third leading scorer. These are just like unacceptable things that are happening to a team that was supposed to be better in Leiden and was supposed to have a high ceiling and yet can't put, just can't put it together against a team like Rutgers. It's, it sucks. To be fair, they, I believe McBrayer was in double digits against Indiana and Coffee was quite good against Indiana. The rest of that rant is, however, totally accurate. Uh, I believe, in the words of Fran McCaffrey, like a second ago, one might suggest of the team's performance in general, you cheating motherfucker, you're a fucking disgrace. We should be cheating more. Fran McCaffrey, still a quality human being. The the other bit the other bit about the Minnesota Rutgers game that I think is if you feel like being a Minnesota fan and sort of looking towards the future, Daniel Arturo has only gotten better every game since the new year. Gabe Kalcher has returned to becoming an excellent shooter. He was on track to break the all-time record for number of threes in a game and then Rutgers heavily adjusted to stopping him at all possible moments which you would think might open up a lane but given that no one believes in Dupree McBrayer's outside shot whatsoever it did not the really tough thing watching this team is they have a lot of pieces and they have a lot of pieces that should cohere well into some kind of coherent whole Looking ahead to next year, there is potentially the exact same situation they were in at the beginning of this season, though they will actually have a point guard in Marcus Carr, in that there could be a really good basketball team in there. However, the last fundamental problem for this team, and it's probably a problem next year, is there is no bench to speak of whatsoever. Isaiah Washington has uh, not improved and seems to have uh, regressed on defense. So Patino doesn't seem like playing him very much. Brockstall is not a good grad transfer. That was not an Akeem Springs-like situation that they found themselves in. He rarely seems to play Michael Hurt in 
situation, that's Patino, rarely seems to play Michael Hurt in situations where he expects the game to be somewhat physical, which is somewhat odd because while I'm not going to say that Michael Hurt is a banger, he might at least provide you something else off the bench. Jarvis and Mercer is a work in progress, so that's you know, nothing one way or the other. But like Eric Curry even, who obviously has been sidelined, is still going to take a while to come back from the ACL and then the calf injury is not provided the talent that you would expect it is really hard to be a competent basketball team when the only scoring options you're going to get are your starting five because every time they go off the bench this is the problem in the Rutgers Gabe Kalsher went to the bench for a period of time and he had to because at some point Minnesota had to give him a rest you would expect Brock Stoll to be able to come in and at least provide something and nothing's there to quote his dad larry bird ain't walking through that door all right so if this clearly i mean we know this is a flawed team how does this flawed team somehow make the tournament is there any way in your mind that they can get themselves into the ncaa tournament at this point short of straight winning out the magic number is three so yeah if you win their fi- final three regular seasons games, you're going to get two quad one wins, one on the road against Maryland. Uh, that'll get you in. That'll get you to 10 wins. Do you think two and, one, uh, two and one at the end of the year plus a win in the first round of the Big Ten tournament gets you in? I mean, the first round win against uh, in the Big Ten tournament is probably going to be something like Ohio State is the best possible win that you have in the first round. I don't really think that would move the needle. Two wins of the Big Ten tournaments potentially interesting, especially who they might win, who they could beat in the second round. I mean, it's practically speaking, it's not inconceivable they still make the NCAA tournament. Andy's point of them walking backwards in the most ludicrous way to make the tournament is still totally on the table and plausible. I just don't think right now, looking at how this team has played, with the exception of the Indiana game, that there is an NCAA tournament team on the floor. So it's really hard for me to believe that they are going to beat Purdue, even though Purdue has not been playing tremendously well of late. And it's really hard for me to believe they're going to beat Maryland on the road when part of the challenge they had beating Maryland at Williams, where the Minnesota is much better, is that Maryland can bring out size and physicality and speed. And this team has had a lot of problems with physicality, especially in the low post. Steve, uh, you see any shot of an NCAA tournament? Well, I was basically writing the eulogy after the Rutgers loss, but then all of a sudden the NCAA releases their uh, projected bracket, even with that game included, and the Gophers are still in as an 11 seed. So not even like, not even playing in one of the first four. They are solidly in the tournament, according to at least the uh, NCAA at this point, which is interesting. I'm not sure what the projections are based on, whether they like assume that the Gophers will finish one and two, or two and one, or three and zero. Oh. Um, but to see that they are still technically in control of their destiny, at least according to some people, and they're, and the NCA is uh, projections aren't the only um, ones that are showing them as still in, um, which just goes to show you probably how a well respected uh, the 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 Big Ten is right now, um, and b maybe we're just uh, suffering from a little bit of being too close to the program. Although when you look at losing. Um, Six year last seven, I wouldn't say that you're really angling for a tournament bid, but it's also not to see, not to say that you're um, not in control of your destiny. So, um, yes, they are now in like must win situations, truly, truly. Um, I don't know. I mean, 
you look, you look at Northwestern's Ken Palm rating, I mean, like you're going to have, if you win that game, you have a true road win against a top 70 team in Ken Palm. They don't have awful metrics. Um, and then you roll the dice with a split down the road or a, against Purdue and Maryland. I don't know. Two and one probably gets them in. I do. I mean, it's funny how much they're hanging on, even in the face of all these losses. Um, so it could be interesting. They just need to keep winning. They'll be and they'll be okay. Keep losing, and you're not okay. Here's my hot take: the bubble is that hot garbage this year. There's just nothing. So, barring we don't have epic upsets in other conference tournaments that suddenly reduce said bubble, my prediction is the Gophers win at Northwestern. They'll lose to Purdue and Maryland, and then they'll just need to win their first Big Ten game, which, looking at the standings, looks like it's probably going to be an Ohio State or an Illinois-type game. Um, you know, not great matchups, but but winnable games. Um, if that's the case, if they can go 2-2, two and two, they'll sneak in, like I said, unless there's bubble carnage, because um, there's just upsets galore in the other conference tournaments. But if the bubble stays pretty firm... Two and two, they'll get in because the bubble is that horrible this year. Oh, hot, 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 um, Then, like I said, any, anybody's guess what you actually get from the tournament. But, uh, you know, I, 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 I just see the situation where they just play garbage down the stretch but somehow squeak out two wins and get in because that's just, just the way these things work. So there's there's my prediction. They'll, they'll lose the two games they probably need to steal one of but it won't matter they'll still get in hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the priceline app today your savings are waiting go to your happy place for a happy price Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right. Richard Pitino is clearly on the verge here. He's on the verge of being fired. Very likely. I like Richard Pitino. Um, As a coach, he's got flaws, and I'm not always excited about the job he and his staff do. But Richard Pitino... As uh, a coach, when it comes to personality, I actually really like. I like the way he is salty on Twitter, kind of that subtle trolling. I like that he got in my face the one time I asked him a question at a press conference. Uh, I just generally like Richard Patino and don't would be sad to see him go when it comes to Patino, the presence and person that he allows the public to see. That said... I'm also totally okay with his being fired. So those little details out of the way. Andy, what do you think it takes for Richard Pitino to save his job? Is an NCAA tournament uh, appearance enough, or does he need to do more? I'm going to say it's going to take a run, at least at least one tournament win, and I don't think even that will be enough. Um, I think... I think Mark Coyle, as long as he decides the buyout is enough, is ready to put his own guy in there. Um, so I'm going to say unless unless they make one hell of a run in the NCAA tournament, uh, Petito will be gone by mid-March. 
I said before the season, I thought that he needed to make the tournament to still have a job, and I don't think it's fair to go back on that. Or you know, like looking at when he gets the wins, as long as he makes the tournament, I think that gives him enough reason to stick around as the coach. Um, I guess it's not, in my opinion, how you get to the tournament, but just the fact that you get there. Um, so if he's if he backs his way in, um, it'll be an interesting conversation. I think he still deserves to stay. Um, under, undergoing a new coaching search is just not fun. And if you have a guy who's who has gotten you to the tournament, um, albeit in a very frustrating way, I still think you got to hang on and see where things go. Street? I have no additional thoughts besides it turns out that a coaching search is a lot of fun for our blog. Oh, yeah, from a content perspective, I'm all about it. Clicks. Alex, um, at this point, women's basketball is basically not making the tournament, right? Yeah, I think Andy would agree with me that absent winning the Big Ten tournament, it's difficult for them to get the RPI to a point for which they would get it. And obviously, if they win the Big Ten tournament, they're getting the the auto bid. Yep, I would definitely agree. At this point, their RPI is way too low. Um, once that, that losing streak hit, it dropped. The, the Gophers were, at one point, up to about 20 in the RPI, and then that seven-game losing streak brought them down to about 150. Um, and they've been clawing their way back up. Uh, and If they had hung on to upset uh, Maryland at Maryland last week, it would have been a huge win for that. But, uh, unfortunately, the fourth-quarter struggles came back once again, and the Gophers blew another... Big fourth quarter lead, this one in dramatic fashion, basically letting Maryland come back from seven down with 52 seconds left in the game to win on a buzzer beater, um, which was, I mean, bad even for, for the Gophers' fourth quarter collapses. But, uh, yeah, I, they're, unless they get on a hot run, which we've seen this team can, so you can't rule that out at all. Um, but unless they, they basically win... Um, you know, three straight games in the Big Ten tournament. They're uh, they'll be playing in the uh, WNIT for sure. All right, so we've talked about frustrating teams up until this point. Let's talk about a really good team. Uh, women's hockey. Women's hockey won the WCHA regular season conference title over the weekend. Clinched that. Andy, what do you see uh, as we head into the WCHA tournament for for the women? Well, uh, yeah, no, they, they clinched the regular season title uh, last weekend, got some help from Ohio State. Uh, coming into the weekend, the Gophers were two points behind Wisconsin, uh, and the Badgers held the tiebreakers. So the Gophers needed to make up basically three points, uh, which in the WCHA you get three points for a win, two points for a shootout win, one point for a shootout loss. Um, and the Gophers took care of business sweeping Bemidji and getting the six points. And then uh, Wisconsin ended up going to a shootout both games with Ohio State. And uh, Ohio State won the shootout both games. But just getting to the shootout on Saturday clinched the title for the Gophers. So that was nice. Uh, their first WCHA regular season title since the 14-15 season. Um, if had Wisconsin hung on to one to win, uh, they would have been the first WCHA team to win four regular season titles in a row. So uh, we didn't allow them to do that either. So that's nice. Um, but yeah, the Gophers get a week off uh, by by winning the regular season with the only seven teams in the WCHA. They get a bye directly to the uh, 
final face-off here at Ritter Arena, and, uh, not next weekend, but the weekend after, while Wisconsin has to play a best-of-three series against St. Cloud State, which will be a blowout, but at least you can you know get a good weekend to rest and get everybody healthy. Um, whoever finishes better in the in the final face-off between Minnesota and Wisconsin will be the number one national seed going into the NCAA tournament. Uh, the loser or the or the team that gets knocked out first will be the number two seed. Um, which, frankly, between one and two really doesn't matter, except for the fact that you'll probably get an NCAA quarterfinal opponent that's easier. Um, there's not going to be another Western team unless Ohio State wins, and I think they're still not even drivable, so it doesn't really matter. Um, UMD would be the only team that could screw things up. If UMD would win the WCHA tournament, then they would either end up either driving to Minneapolis or Madison for a quarterfinal. Um, otherwise, the number one seed's probably going to get the CHA winner, which um, right now it would be Robert Morris, who the Gophers easily swept uh, at home in December. Um, but that number two team could end up with a Boston College or somebody like that, which would be a lot tougher. So, um, you know, it would be nice to see the Gophers uh, stay hot and win that WCHA tournament. But uh, at this point, you know, Really, all the thoughts should be the NCAA tournament. Make sure you win that home quarterfinal and then get out to the Frozen Four, which is out in Connecticut, I think, this year. Um, you know, and try not to lose to an Eastern team in the semifinals and see if you get that matchup with, with Wisconsin for all the marbles, uh, which would always be, be fun. So um, they just got to take care of business. They've got the talent. Now it's just showing up every single game and making sure they, they do what they need to do. Well, the men did what they needed to do mostly uh, this weekend and ended up with uh, home ice for the start of the Big Ten tournament. We had to root for Wisconsin for that to happen, which you. Uh, Andy, any shot that the, the men get hot, run the table in the tournament, and get themselves into the uh, NCAA tournament? You know, you can't rule it out. Um, you know, you've seen the Gophers win. They, they just swept Ohio State in Columbus. Uh, now Ohio State's on a bit of a slog. They ended up winning and uh, double overtime and losing to Michigan last week. So they're, they're slumping a little bit here, but um, you know, you win that first best of three. Um, it'll depend on who you get. You know, if, if you're a gopher fan, you're really kind of hoping for uh, Wisconsin to help you out again so that either they can maybe squeeze into that fifth spot or at least send Michigan down to it. Um, the, the matchup you don't want to see right now, which is unfortunately the most likely matchup if you play the percentages, is uh, Penn State coming in to, to Mariucci for a series. And for whatever reason, Penn State's just owned us the last two years. Um, so that's not really a first-round matchup I want to see. But if you, can have, if you can get somebody else, if you can get a Michigan or a Wisconsin in that first round, I think uh, you can get a win there. And uh, then it's just two single games. It's not best of three. It's two single games. And we've seen what multiple times in the in the NCAA tournament all it takes is your goalie to get hot all it takes is a couple lucky bounces so yes can the Gophers run the table and get the NCAA tournament sure but uh, they're gonna need uh, incredibly goaltending play from from probably Matt Robson um, and they're gonna need to find some goals whether they be lucky bounces whether they be just you know players turning it on for the last few weeks um, is it doable yes is it likely be honest, probably not, but, uh, you know, weirder things have happened. So, uh, you just got to hope that lady luck's on your side this time of year. You get a bounce and, uh, your opponent doesn't. So I know it's a little hard to 
imagine and think about when, if I'm reading the forecast correctly, everybody in Minnesota is going to get to see another round of like negative 40 next week with wind chills. Uh, congratulations, y'all. Uh, I hope you have a wonderful time. Uh, Steve, uh, despite all that, it's baseball season. And the Gophers are, you know, on their big barnstorming trip around the southern portions of the United States uh, playing baseball. How have they been doing? They are playing baseball. Their first game of the year this year was February 15th, if you can believe that. Um, has been going great so far, at least in their first um, their first seven games. They opened the season ranked in the top 25, 24-25, if you, uh, depending on what polls you look at. Um, started the season out in uh, Surprise, Arizona against um, such awesome teams as Oregon State and Gonzaga and New Mexico. Um, two of those were in the NCAA tournament last year. Um, only went three or uh, only won one game out of four in that series. Uh, a little bit disappointing. Really got uh, knocked around. Um, pitching wasn't very good, but they're just starting the season here. Uh, had, they headed over to Dallas Baptist, another NCAA tournament team, if you can believe it. Um, for their next series this last weekend and only went, uh, one and two in that one. They've, uh, had okay pitching from their, uh, freshman of the year last year, Patrick Fredrickson. Uh, otherwise they have not been getting a ton of help from, um, their, uh, their infield been having a lot of errors, a lot of unearned runs, but you know, first seven games of the year, um, shaking off the rust, been playing some tough teams, but now they head out to NC state. They, uh, come back to Seattle. Um, where they face Oregon State again and a couple other uh, folks in a um, T-Mobile Park, formerly Safeco Field, um, showcase. And then, um, yeah, their barnstorming is probably the right word. Their first 21 games of the uh, year here are on the road because they can't play up north, too much snow, and they can't play indoors at uh, U.S. Bank Stadium because the Final Four is happening there in March. So, start Big Ten play in late March, and that's really where things start to need to happen because they are Big Ten favorites, and that's their easiest path to, to the tournament this year. Um, Chris, i got a trivia question for you. I'm a big college nicknames nerd. Um, they're playing Long Beach State this year, and as we all know, Long Beach State in all non-baseball sports is known as, are known as the 49ers. Do you know what their nickname is when they're playing baseball? Uh... No. <laughs> Their official nickname is the Dirtbags. Wait, seriously? True. Some baseball teams do that. Um, Murray State is the Racers in every other sport. In baseball, they are the Thoroughbreds. <laughs> so there you go. That could be your uh, your new bar trivia question. Sweet. I am definitely memorizing that for, for future years. Um Okay, obviously softball also happening. Andy, uh, some quick thoughts or, or recaps from uh, from softball. Yeah, just to one up the baseball team who's playing. I think I think uh, Steve said twenty one of their first games on the road. The softball team has their first thirty two games on the road. Oh Jesus! Yeah, it's it's not good because it's even worse because baseball obviously this year doesn't get to play a home game uh, due to uh, U.S. Bank Stadium being reserved by some basketball tournament i guess or something i don't know if anybody's heard about that coming to town but but obviously softball doesn't even have an indoor option so um they they start on the road a week before the baseball team and they've been barnstorming they were in florida for a couple weeks uh last weekend they were in alabama uh to play in a tournament um gophers 
so far I've been sort of living up to the Big Ten hype where they are beating up on the non-conference team or the the non-ranked competition and then ranked teams, they're having a bit of a problem. Um, so they won three games last weekend by blowout scores against the Little Sisters of the Poor and then they played number six Alabama twice. Uh, they lost one nothing on a walk-off hit in the bottom of the seventh inning in the first game and then lost 7-2 in a uh, controversial rain canceled game uh the next night um if you're if you're clicking around our website you can see the non-rev review uh, i've got a video clip in that article from uh from the bottom of the fifth inning at that softball game right when things went really bad for the gophers but uh if anybody remembers or paid attention to the softball team the gophers played alabama in the instantly tournament down there in 2016 and um lost on a walk-off walk which was most definitely strike three but the uh the uh, home plate umpire definitely gave the Bama a little bit of home cooking. Um, if you can believe it, the clip of this pitch is even worse. It ended up being called ball four. But, I mean, I don't think you could throw a more perfect strike if you tried. Uh, the, the look on uh, Amber Pfizer, the gopher pitcher's face, when it was called ball four is one of the most epic, shocked, I can't believe you just did that face as I've ever seen in my life. So go check that out. Um, but, yeah. Gophers beating up on easy opponents, struggling against the ranked ones, and uh, they get to do it again this weekend. They go down to Tucson for a tournament, um, get three easy games, and then have to play at number 12 uh, Arizona for a game, and then get number 18 James Madison for a game down in Tucson. So we'll see if the Gophers can finally beat a ranked opponent this weekend, or if they're just going to sort of stay hovering right at that level where they're good but not great. And... Uh, you know that won't be that won't be good enough to get them a, a home game in the NCAA tournament. They'll still probably make the NCAA tournament, but they'll be definitely uh, facing some tough road competition at this rate. All right, I'm I'm going to take us off topic just before uh, we close out. The three of you know that I am not what you would call a master chef. A- Andy Best of All knows this. Uh, I have a Hello Fresh box sitting on my counter that I'm going to cook tomorrow, starting tomorrow. Uh, do my two meals turn out amazing, average, or should I just throw the thing away and just you know eat the cost before I even waste any time with it? Your meals will turn out like Minnesota played Rutgers. That's not inspiring. Steve, do you have faith in me? You know, I'm feeling optimistic today. I have a, I have a little bit of faith in you. See, and I'm going to be the one that probes deeper and goes, okay, so what are you supposedly trying to make? Uh, some sort of a burger with like a, uh, I think it's a cucumber chip and then uh, tacos. Some form of tacos. A cucumber chip? I don't know. Only, it was healthy. It wasn't, it wasn't French fries. These are $5. I got a super deal on it for President's Day and I just decided to do it. We're not actually sponsored by HelloFresh, though we'd be happy to be if HelloFresh. Yeah, we'll take is your we'll take your money, HelloFresh. I'll I'm do a say, weekly bid on it. I'm gonna say that, given your additional description of what you uh, received, my prediction is that HelloFresh will not sponsor this podcast. I, I I'm gonna go with the fact that you don't even know what you're making is generally a bad sign. So. While you will make it and it will be edible, I don't think it would be edible to anybody else and you'll eat it just out of the shame of having to eat it. So, um, dude, you can't turn you can't turn cucumbers into chips. They're 95% water. 
Just... Hello Fresh, you will feel ashamed of what you just made. Hey, hold on. I've, I I did check my little Hello Fresh app and I have it wasn't cucumbers, but I was close-ish. Uh, melty Monterey Jack burgers with red onion jam, garlic mayo, and crispy breaded zucchini. And then sesame beef tacos with quick pickled veggies and spicy crema. Hello Fresh. This sounds vaguely exotic, but you will still mess it up. Yeah, we're only like two podcasts away from that Hello Fresh money, guys. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Well, if we just keep talking like that, all of a sudden we'll get Blue Apron instead. So, you know. Well, I think at this point that might need to be my recurring bit to end this is just how badly did I screw up last week's meals. So maybe we'll do that. Maybe we won't. But you'll have to tune in next week to find out. So thanks again for listening to the Sky U podcast. Go Gophers. Sky U Ma. Row the boat. Go Gophers. Row the boat.